Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You always think the league cars. Newcastle Hunters Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I'm, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and we are here to bring you all your local e-league action for another week. Uh, a big thank you to everyone for their messages and responses in regards to the fact that we were without a show last week. Apologies, we did have some technical difficulties, and apologies to Cameron Anderson, who'd given up some time and uh, sat down with us to record an interview before. Uh, we lost the file and it was uh, unable to be recovered to be turned into an episode, so uh, we will look to get him back on during the year, but uh, we are back this week and, and really looking forward to getting into it. Of course, if you don't already, make sure to get onto our social media channels and give us a follow, League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter. Plenty of content up there. Josh, our stats man, who we'll catch up with shortly, uh, is absolutely flooding Instagram with plenty of content that you can engage with around the local footy and a specific focus on the Denton Engineering Cup. Uh, so there's plenty happening there. This week, we will obviously have our Statsman of the Week episode with Josh um, and we'll also catch up with Macquarie Scorpions assistant coach, Matt Roach. Uh, Matt's been out at the Scorps for a little bit now and has been involved in local rugby league for quite some time. He uh, gives us some real good insights around the Scorps and how things are travelling out there. They're uh, back in the in the winner's paddock this week, so certainly a little bit happier camp at Macquarie, and they'll be looking to go back-to-back as they head uh, to take on Lakes at home this weekend out there as well. So, uh, again, make sure you are getting engaged on all of our content. Uh, reach out to us via the social media pages if you want to get involved with the show. Um, we'd love to have some more people on around some of the Newcastle and Hunter competitions as well, so it'd be great to have a chat to a few of the people there. But uh, without any further ado, let's catch up with Macquarie Scorpions assistant coach, Matt Roach. All right, so time of the show where we dig into the Denton Engineering Cup and uh, we're fortunate to be joined by a, a man who'd be in a, a reasonably happy mood, I'd certainly think, uh, the assistant coach of the Macquarie Scorpions, Matt Roach. Uh, Matt, we've had uh, had your boss on a few times. I reckon you'll be a bit easier for our listeners to make out. <laughs> Thanks for having me, mate. Um, yeah, hopefully they don't have to pump that volume button too high uh, for this one today. But no, thanks for having me on, mate. Um, more than happy to come on and, and help you out. You're doing great things for the footy in the local area, not just in the outcomp, but um, always happy to come on here and, um, and lend a hand. No, I appreciate it, mate. And um, I know you've been sort of... Uh, you've messaged the show a few times and had some good input at different points, and we always appreciate that. So good to get you on, uh, probably at long last, realistically. Uh, Kitty's been hogging the limelight. We've had a few of the boys on as well. Uh, one of the boys, I was, I was nearly going to try and get him on this week till I thought to, uh, well, we got the feedback that you were keen to come on um, after his star performance. It might be a good segue into the weekend's game. Uh, Matt Moon, uh, we had him last year. He was a really good guest, and uh, he played uh, out of his skin on the weekend, mate. Yeah, he's just a, always, a, you know, a solid, consistent player, isn't he, Mooney? So you know exactly what you're going to get. He's going to, you know, try his heart out every time he takes the field. So and he was, you know, he's been impressive the last couple of weeks for us. So, um, you know, we struggled with some injuries at times on the weekend, and um, you know, certain guys obviously had to pick up those pieces and play some extra minutes. And I thought him and you know, um, and another mentioned the Campbell Shepherd as well. Um, yeah, really stood up and, and you know. A massive contributor to the uh, result. 
Yeah, we saw the, the stats that uh, our stats man Josh popped up on the page today on Instagram on, on the story. Campbell Shepherd, 80 minutes and got through plenty of work. And so great to see. Um, mate, it's not always easy to, to, to do that, um, you know, dig in as a big body and, and get through the 80 minutes. So great to see. But um, so Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Obviously, um, you know, playing front row in this competition is never easy and to be able to, you know, play that for um, 80 minutes. And, you know, there wasn't a time in that 80 minutes where he... Um, you know, he, he, he drift off or anything there. He's um he, his stats are really good. I can't even recall him, you know, missing a tackle or anything like that. He um he really stood up and was massive for us on the weekend. Yeah, and, and in terms of obviously, you know, it would have been something that yourself and Kitty were addressing around, you know, that bounce back the result the week before, definitely not what you're looking for. So pretty satisfied in, in regard to I guess the, the, the flip of form. Yeah, it's um it's been a bit of a, a tricky start to the season. I think um most clubs would be going through that. Um, uh, we've had some you know, difficulties around training and, um, and weather and different things like that. So um, just to be able to get back on the park and um, turn that form around on the weekend was um, was very pleasing. So obviously um, we're disappointed with the result against the entrance. Um, but, you know, they turned up and played a style of play that, um, you know, was just too good for us on the day. Um, so... It was definitely, you know, during the week, some, some effort areas and things that we wanted to address and be better at, and I thought we were on the weekend, and um, and no doubt, obviously, you know, uh, played played a, played a factor in the result. Yeah, and in terms in terms of results, obviously, you know, the, the opponents came up on the, against on the weekend, West, they, they're yet to chalk a win, and um, it's it's probably, there's a couple other sides, obviously, that sit at either end of the table, them, or probably West and Maitland are probably the two standouts. The rest of the competition, though, it really seems, looking at some of these scores, yeah, that anyone on their day or in any given window can can just put on an absolute show. I mean, the entrance that you talked about, there's a great example. They knocked yourselves off. They were locked at four all around the half-time mark with Curry and then just blew them away in the second half. Cessnock have been pace-setters in the first few rounds and then Souths have rolled them last week after losing themselves the week before. So it really seems like it's anyone's game uh, if you turn up on the on game day switched on. Yeah, well, you, you know, obviously going back and listening to a lot of the coaches' interviews pre-season and things, it's it's always said it's one of those competitions where, as, as you just touched on, any team on their day can can win. And I think you know the results so far, and obviously it's only early days, but the results so far are definitely like that. Like you, you've only got to look at the table to see you know five five or six teams there all in that cluster of um, same competition points. And obviously, um, you know Maitland undefeated are sort of a skipped ahead a little bit at this stage but um, no you're right and you know obviously coming into that West game you know they're obviously um, coming to that with without a win at this point but you know you're watching those games and they've been competitive in all those games and sort of you know the results have probably only been determined in that last sort of 20 minutes 20-15 minutes so um, you know we knew they were going to be tough and you know you've only got to look at what they did last year they you know, started similar last year and then turned it on and, and went on an absolute roll and probably when the competition got halted at the end of last year, you know, you could arguably say that that was the, the informed team at that point in time. So, um, you know, regardless of uh, wins on the board or, or, or what happened the previous week, you, you've definitely got to um, be turned up ready to go and, and and that was our mentality around coming into the West game, definitely. Yeah, it's certainly, as you say, pretty interesting there, that sort of mid-pack of the table from yourself down to Lakes. Uh, obviously, a bit of a differential in four and against, but third through to ninth, only separated by two points. And, you know, a number of those teams have either got one or two games. Well, I think all those teams have got one or two games in hand on the top two sides. So you can probably throw Cessnock into that pack as well um, with them being just sort of two points in front. So when you've got second through to ninth, essentially one win separating them all barring games in hand, it's, 
yeah, it's great to see for the Newcastle Rugby League as well, or the, or the Denton Engineering Cup, as it probably should be, to give fair credit to the Central Coast sides being in there as well, that it is it is so even and that you can turn up on any given day and, you know, your, your team's, you know, half a shot of winning, as you said, you know, uh, West have been in a number of their games. Maitland have been held for 60 or 70 minutes by a few teams. They've just got that little bit of extra class in a few of their results where they've gotten away late, but... You know, it, it seems it's only a matter of time before, you know, West Chalk a win or someone's able to knock off Maitland. So it's uh, it's a great spot for the competition health-wise to be in too. Yeah, and it's, you know, you, you, you've got to give credit there to the standard of the players right through the competition. You know, they, they train hard and it's a, it's an exciting brand of footy that all the clubs are playing. And, I, you know, I think you look ahead at each weekend and um, from a fan's perspective, you know, um, that any game can be won by, by any team and, um you know, it's it's, yeah, it's just a great competition at the moment. It certainly is, mate. Um, I guess in terms of Macquarie so far this year, I know when we caught up with Kitty earlier in the year, he was sort of talking about you've had a fairly consistent build-up in terms of those players that, that we know. We talked about Matt Moon, Campbell Shepherd. We know some of the outside backs that you've managed to retain over the last couple of years, and you've got young guys like um, young Cal Briggs coming through, and they're not so young there too with uh, Joe Woodbury and Royce Jeffrey running around, um, although they both probably think they're younger than they are. Mate, the, the new guys coming into the squad, who's... Really impressed. I mean, I know from watching some of your games and seeing what's happened, mate, Baden Searle is an absolute unit in the seven. Um, there's been a couple of other additions to the squad, but how's that all come together and, and who's really stood out in those first few rounds for you? Yeah, yeah, you just touched on, obviously, a few new faces um, that have come in for this season and um, mate, we're really excited to get those guys on board, but they um, they, they you know, turn up the training and, and rip straight in. And it's sort of felt like they'd always been there, if that makes sense. Um, you know, as you said, you touched on on Baden Searle, and um, you know he's he's just a competitor. Um, that's what I like about him. He he fights for everything, he, every inch there, and then you know he's come up with a couple of big big plays in certain points of the game. You know, in our first three games, and um, yeah, he's just um, he's lifted that standard at training and that as well. As I said, he's, he competes on everything. You know, not just on the weekend, but in training as well, and. Um, you know, we've we've managed to you know put put some other pieces in your faces, some pieces around as well. Um, you know, we Connor Kirkwood from Cessnock again. You know, he's he's come here and worked worked really hard, and um, he's added some versatility that we we probably lacked. Um, you know, last year, you know, inj- you know, injuries come about, and when, when you got a guy there that can play multiple positions, and um, and and again, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. He's going to he's going to compete, and he's going to do his best for you. So. Um, it's been really um, pleasing to see those guys come in and um, and you know, and, and help build what we've what we've already got and what we've retained, like you like you said. And mate, I've got I've got to ask for a bit of an update on. He's, he's certainly a show favourite, and I know he's uh, pretty popular out your way, but he's had a bit of a rough run in in recent times. We saw him go off week before last. Luke Higgins, mate, um, what's the news there? Are we likely to see him back uh, any time in the next few weeks, or where are we sitting? Yeah, poor um, poor Luke. Obviously, suffered that injury last year, and. Um, you know, he probably he probably would have been right. You know, had the semi-finals come around last year to to featuring those. So he had a, a you know an uninterrupted preseason, and um, uh, yeah, obviously unfortunate to lose him in the first tackle of the game last week against the entrance. So um, yeah, he's picked up a groin injury. Um, it's it's not as serious as as first thought. So um, we'll see how he, yeah how he's traveling um, with his rehab and, and physio and that during the week. Um, but he wouldn't be too far away, whether it's this week or, or the week after. Great to see, mate. We're, um, as you probably know from listening to the show, Josh and I are big fans of workhorse front rowers because um, the, the, the pretty boys in the spine get plenty of raps. Uh, not, not that I think you'd call his brother a pretty boy, but um, yeah, certainly yeah, good to see uh, a bloke that works as hard and 
toiled really well over the last few seasons when he's been able to get on the paddock to not be a, a major write-off of his year. So that's good to see and good to hear, undoubtedly, for the fans of the Scorps. Yeah, mate, yeah, as I said, you know, he, he's, not, he's not someone who's scoring three tries for us each week, but the work he does in the middle is, is, is massively underrated. And, um, you know, they, they set a great platform for us. And, you know, and when he is fit and he's on there, I think he's, he's right up there in that top echelon of um, forwards in, in, in the comp. Um, so it's great to, great to hear that, yeah, this one wasn't as serious and, and um, we can get him back on the park. Yeah, excellent, mate. Well, I guess the, the thing to do now, mate, let's have a look at round six. It's only just around the corner. It kicks off in a few days. Uh, it feels like footy's been coming thick and fast now that we've finally got it underway after COVID, COVID, the last couple of years, wet weather to start this year off and you know, still some grey skies hanging around, but most paddocks tending to hold up at, the, at the, certainly the Denton Cup level. So I'd love to just run through this weekend's games, get your thoughts. We obviously know um, the big derby of the lake, which we'll wrap up the round with, mate, where your tip will be there, but love to get some thoughts on each of the others. And we might start um, with last week's opponents, mate. Wes taking on Wyong over at Harker Oval. Uh, Wyong have been a bit of an up-and-down side so far this year. They've obviously got some really good experience in their team with the likes of Mitch Williams, CUCU, Henry Penn and Stevie Gordon all there. Wes a much younger side than they've probably been in years before. Is this the week that West finally break their drought, mate? Uh, or do you think Wyong is going to be too strong there? Um, but it's a tough one, isn't it? I, I think Wyong have, um, have really improved. Obviously, they'll be better for the, the year um, from last year. Um, and as you said, they've, they've played some good footy in patches um, in, in, uh, this year. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, I think it'll be you know, a fairly close sort of game. Um, you know, West don't, you know, tend, tend to go away and we've seen that in all their games this year but, um, you yeah, know, probably, probably just edge wild there um, just on, on form but I, I, I don't think there'll be much in this one. Yeah, lovely, mate. Also on Saturday and as I said, we'll get to yours in a minute. This one, it's a top of the table clash at the moment. It's Maitland versus Cessnock. Um, I, I suppose you'd be happy to see either side lose because it gives you some opportunity to close that gap either way but, Look, the pickers, obviously, we know they're stacked. Um, Cessnock, they'll be, um, you know, they'll be smarting from that loss last week and they'll also be better for the fact that uh, their coach, Harry Saker, who we know his NRL background and his pedigree got on the field as well, and they're fairly stacked. So um, they'll be looking, yeah, as I say, to bounce back and they'll, I think they were the one side to get the scalp of Maitland last year before we went into recess. So they'll, they'll be looking forward to be able to hopefully being the same side again. Yeah, as you said last year, obviously... Um, um Cessnock got the job done there at Maitland, um, and you know, and, and knocked Maitland off when they were absolutely fine at that point in time last year. So, um, yeah, it'll be an, another close game. I think, um, yeah, Harry come back and played last week. I saw against um, South, and um, they were sort of unlucky there. I thought they were they had the upper hand at different parts, and um, the game just sort of got away in the end. But um, yeah, they'll be looking to bounce back, and you know, they'll be definitely up for for the clash against Maitland. Um, um, yeah, I'd probably probably tip Maitland here. They're just in good form. They, you know, just individually got some some really class across the paddock. So they'll be definitely hard to beat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll find as good as Cessnock have played over the whole whole of the first few rounds. I don't think we'll find many takers outside of uh, that Cessnock patch itself um, to back against Maitland. I think that's probably reflective in in every every week at the moment. What we're seeing when Josh puts the the graphics up for the tips each week, we're seeing uh, Maitland as the uh, Outright favourites, although the, our tipsters haven't been going too well the last few weeks with all, all the uh, upsets in inverted commas that have been uh, thrown up. So great to see um, it is, as we said, teams mixing it up. And, and speaking of teams mixing it up, these two certainly over the last couple of rounds, and, and you know too well from a couple of weeks ago, the entrance on Sunday, they'll host Central Newcastle. This one's going to be a really interesting uh, encounter, mate. They've both 
in the last couple of weeks really sort of come home with a wet sail in the second half of their games. Uh, Central against um, Lakes on the weekend, the entrance against Curry down there at home. They're at home again, the entrance. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really strong clash uh, between two sides that have both probably got sort of um, some eyes at the moment to, to creep into that sort of top three, top four sort of space. Yeah, we definitely found that out um, uh, a week or so ago against the entrance. They, um, they're a very big side. And they play a, um, a very physical you know, style of play as well. So, um, you know, you have to you have to be really good in those completion areas and they're not a side that you can um, invite down the field, so to speak. So, um, yeah, this one will be very interesting. I'm actually looking forward to watching this one. Um, I think a lot will hinge on whether um, the fitness of Luke Walsh, you know, I've seen him on the weekend, um, come off with an injury. I, I, I don't know um, the severity of that, but I think a lot will hinge on that. But um, it's hard to... Hard to um, Hard to pick this one. I think it might be a toss of the coin, and you know I wouldn't be shocked if um, if the entrants um, were able to, to walk away with the points. It's um, it's a hard road trip to go down there. Um, so yeah, this one will be very interesting. Yeah, certainly not a lot separating them two. You have a look; they've both played four games, split their two games, split them two wins and two losses. As I said, they're both one back to back, and even on the four and against. And you, know, you can throw a blanket over. I think the sides from fourth to seventh. There's only about eight points in four and against, separating all four sides from south through the entrance. So a fairly key game. It'll be interesting to see who can come out on top. The other Sunday game, and look, Curry have been there or thereabouts in a number of games. They've sprung a couple of upsets against sides too, or, or surprising, I guess, performances. And as I said, they were right there in the first half against the entrance. Uh, they're going to have a big job heading down to Townsend Oval. South's a bit like yourselves, mate. Um, quite a few home games in the early part of the season. And, um, you know, they'll relish trying to, I guess, put some competition points on the board. Both these sides had a tough year last year and be wanting to get some early wins. Yeah, it's going to be another interesting one. I think um, you know, South's been playing some some exciting brand of football. They've been um, they've been good to watch, and um, they've got a couple of key pieces back. Obviously, missing RG for an p- extended period last year didn't help them, but um, he's bounced back and he's in good form uh, this year. And um, I think Billy Gilbert's been outstanding um, so far, and a, and a great great pick up by Curry. Um, so this will be another tough one. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably lean South just just on form again, but. Um, you know, another one. You know, Curry always going to turn up, and you know you you know you played a game of football when you when you play Curry, regardless of where it's at. Yeah, certainly. Uh, always a um, it's a tough encounter. They're they're a fairly physical side. They've got some young physical uh, forwards coming through as well, which is good to see. And as you say, Billy Gilbert, an absolute workhorse. So great pickup for them. Uh, but mate, the one that I know you'll be uh, happy to uh, have a bit of a chat about is is the Lake Macquarie Shield, the Lake Macquarie Derby. Uh, mate, it doesn't seem to matter where your side and lakes are running. Um, there's no love lost here. And a little bit of added spice, mate. Uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, the, the trainers and the assistant coaches that are involved in both squads have, have switched camps this year. Robbie Payne was uh, their head coach uh, at one point and obviously he's a Lakes bloke through and through. And then you've got Abe's over at, at um, Lakes helping out uh, Bubba as well, mate. So just some added spice to a rivalry that probably doesn't need any added spice. Yeah, it is when you, when you put it all out. We might have to remind them what chance they've got to go into on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> but... Um, no, you're right. It's it's always been a um, a great battle, um, regardless of you know where each team sitting on the on the table at the time that we take them on. We played them in a trial, our only trial that we got on at the start of the year, and that was um, pretty high standard of football. And um, you know they've had their battles you know, of recent times, unfortunately, with some injuries. Um, you know the, the loss of Jack Kelly and Ryan Potts, um, but they were able to you know give a couple of young guys in uh, Regan Glover and Young Hibbert a game and. And they'll be better for the experience. 
but you know, when you rock up and, and play a, a team, you know, with a pack with the likes of you know Boss, O'Neilly, Peck, Glowy, um, Edwards coming off the bench, and you know you throw a Matt Cooper and that at the back, they're they're always tough. Um, and yeah, that's definitely what we'll be expecting. So um, I know Bubba will have him up from it. He's, he's a good bloke, Bubba, and he's doing a, a lot of good things out there. So we're uh, we're really looking forward to the uh, to the clash. That's for sure. Yeah, un- undoubtedly everyone in the crowd will be able to hear two rasping voices uh, shouting at their troops mate, between Bubba and Kitty, which will be good to hear. But, um, yeah, as someone who's uh, who played a bit for Lake, so I-, I remember heading out to Macquarie and also welcoming Macquarie to um, Carl Oval. And, as I said, it doesn't really matter where you stack up that uh, this is going to be an absolute cracker of a game and plenty on the line. As you say, some of those young blokes that had a run last week, the try that... Um, the young Hibbard set up when he just sort of, they were caught in their own half and he sort of put the um, chip kick across to uh, Randall on, in the centres and he just burnt um, Kane Anderson in the end. It was yeah, fa- fairly impressive. So they can play from anywhere on the field and that's a, probably yeah, the joy, a joy of, of youth, mate. A lot of talent there and um, a lot of speed out wide. I think young Gerland scored a, um, a, a pretty good individual try out there on the wing and that as well. So, yep. um, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're definitely looking forward to it and, um, you know, and, and again, very similar to to West, you know they've they've been in most of their games too. I think the score may have got away from them a little bit in their first game against Cessnock, but um, I don't think as much as only two points or something in the Warren game, and um, you know the loss to Maitland, they you know they kept Maitland there for for a large percentage of that game, and um, and again um, against Central, they were right in that um, and to the end, and um, I think in a couple of those games, they were very similar to us last week. They. They were unfortunate. I think they were down to twelve players there for for an extended period in that second half, which which does make it tough. And if you were to take those things out, then you know there might have been a couple of those results um, could have been changed. Yeah, certainly. And and if first grade's not enough to whet your appetite out there, uh, the lower grades mate, both sides sitting fairly high up the ladder. Um, I think at this stage it might be second versus third in in res- in reserve grade and third versus fourth in nineteens or, or vice versa. So uh, I'm pretty sure both sides quite possibly yet to see a loss in the lower grades. So those games will both be uh, absolute crackers as well. So well and truly worth the day out. Hopefully the uh, the Toronto weather gods can can put on a show, mate, um, from 12.15. And, yeah, good good opportunity to get down, have a few blue cans and some good steak sangers out at Lyle Peacock and, and get behind your respective team. Yeah, that's it, mate. The Niners um, started the year really well. Um, they had another good performance and a good win against a, um, a good West side last week. Um, so that was that was a big game, a big two points for them, and um, our reserve grade are, are, are putting it together. Um, there's a lot of guys there that are that are training really hard, ripping in, and, and really pushing um, the guys in ones um, for selection. So um, there's been there's a few standout performances there. Um, yeah, they were unfortunate; they had a, a, a shot at goal there to to get the victory, which um, uh, unfortunately missed and, and got the draw against you know a, a really competitive and solid West Reserve Grade team last week. So um, yeah, and if we can if we can get some good weather, it'd be nice. I, I can't recall too many um, home games of late, even into last season where where it was a um, a great day. But uh, the Toronto faithful always come out, and we're, yeah, it'd be nice to um, to have a big crowd there behind us on the weekend. Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, all the best of luck this weekend and, and for the rest of the year. Undoubtedly, I'll catch up with yourself and Kitty around the traps and hopefully on the show later in the year as well, mate. Um, I think it's always good to see the Scorps going well. And, uh, yeah, I think, as I said, it'll be an absolute cracker out there. I'll, I'll um, endeavour to sneak out. Uh, hopefully I can get a gig on Bar TV maybe on Saturday and uh, calling that one out there. It'd be great. It's been a while since I've been out to Toronto, so that'd be really good. But thank you again for your time, mate. Uh, really appreciate you jumping on and giving us sort of 25 minutes of your time and, and chatting all things Denton Engineering Cup. 
No, thanks for having me, mate. And as I said, we're um, we're always happy to jump on and support you, mate. All right, time to reconnect with our man who's all things numbers and stats. He's also a content creator, um, superstar at the moment, getting plenty of content out there for, for all of the footy fans on our Instagram. For those who don't have it, League Castle AU on Instagram. Check it out. There's plenty of content, plenty of stats, and plenty of opportunities to you know get in there and have a bit of a sledge too with a few people. Josh Spiegelman, mate, um, there's been some mixed reactions, mostly positive, but a few, a few getting in there with a bit of a bit of a complaint, a challenge. I'm looking at you, Justin Affleck. Uh, mate, there's plenty getting in there. Yeah, mate. No, hi, everyone. Hi, Chris. Good to, good to be back on the show. Um, yeah, up the content recently on my lunch break at work. And, um, yeah, getting some good reactions, some more follows now, which is great to see. And, uh, obviously, each week we'll put up the tipping for the next week too. So, we'll get, get involved with that. And those numbers gives a good indication to clubs, like where they're sitting with the fans and the and the engagement there. So, um, but yeah, some, some funny reactions. People not agreeing, people agreeing. But yeah, it's uh, all justified at the end of the day. And obviously, we're not affiliated with the Newcastle Rugby League points in that sense. So, this is just off the back of the numbers that I cre- uh, collate and um, analyse afterwards and a bit of input from yourself, mate. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, but uh, Justin, I, I, I want to see you throwing yourself up in the stats. I was going to reply today, but Josh was having a, a full conversation. I didn't want you to get the wrong idea. So, Mate, we want to see you, you get in the stats. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, mate, it was an interesting round of footy. And before we get into it, quite a lot of injuries coming out of it, um, which was, you know, a little disappointing to see. Uh, certainly, I was at the Lake Central game. There's a few key injuries going there. We saw Luke Walsh go down as well as Sione Tupu. I can never get his name right. Tupu Kutu. Tupu Kutu, yeah. yeah you got it right all court. Yeah, when I've got the sheet in front of me, I'm all right. Uh, we saw him go down with what looked like an ACL. Uh, Joel Edwards went off with a knee injury. Uh, Tim Christie with an ankle. Um, then I know there was a quite a few at a few of the other games as well. So uh, a bit of a rough trot. The good news is, as those who would have listened in to our earlier interview uh, with uh, Macquarie coach Matt Roach, mate, uh, your main man, uh, L Higgins of the Luke variety, is um, it's not as long-term an injury as last year's groin injury. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear that it was only a week or two for, for Higgins there. Um, yeah, he'll he'll bring someone back to that pack and, you know, they're only going to grow stronger from that and, and so that's worrying for the other teams looking at the results from last weekend with their big win against uh, West. So, um, yeah, we'll get into all of that and as you mentioned, a few injuries around the ground, like the Scorps got hammered with them, as I'm sure Matt touched on as well and massive effort for them to hold West to zero in light of that. Yeah, it certainly was, mate, and I know you highlighted it on the um, on the... Um, on the Instagram story today and there'll be one man who'll get a, a massive plug after you know a very big effort and we talked about it with Matt so we'll get into that shortly but mate, um, a bit like the competition ladder you can throw a blanket over our leaderboard at the moment mate. there's plenty of blokes within striking distance of those top few spots Yeah, the stat man of the year leaderboard um, yeah, it's a new leader this week we'll, we'll touch on at the end of the segment um, but yeah, uh, quite a few players I think we have um, about four, over 40 now with at least one point and yeah, half of those are within you know, a few points or later, three points or more. So, yeah, exciting times after round five. Certainly is. And uh, before we get off um, the name of the competition, we do uh, we are still on the lookout for sponsors. And, uh, well, Justin Affleck, mate, uh, I know the Affleck family's got um, – I always get it tangled up, whether it's Justin or Jacob, but one of them's tied up with some skip bins and things. So be happy to take them on, on board as a uh, sponsor if they wanted to throw some coin on. So 
uh, boys, feel free to reach out to the show and uh, get around it. Anyone else that's got some interest, we will keep pestering on about it, mate. Um, we've got, you know, I think there's a good opportunity to get some some exposure for businesses for pretty affordable amounts that we're talking about. So, yeah, really keen if anyone's got a business or dob, dob in your teammates. If one of your teammates has got their own business, dob them in and we'll pester them a bit. We've got no problem with that at all. Not at all, mate. And, yeah, like I mentioned, the followers on Instagram are increasing nicely and Facebook's got a good following and a lot of the uh, major, though obviously the, the teams, you know, retweet or not retweet, repost on Instagram some of our posts. So it's good exposure for, yeah, pretty a small amount of money for the prize money for these sort of competitions. So get around it. Yeah, certainly, mate. I think between the two two um, channels, we've got a bit over 4,000 people following. So uh, certainly plenty of exposure there. And then that's before you get to those reshares and, and uh, retweets, as you call them. Um, but, mate, let's, let's talk stats. That's what you're here for. That's why we um, pay you the not so big bucks. Uh, it's just just here for love, obviously. But uh, mate, uh, Wyong and Maitland. It was the first game of the round, and the Maitland train just kept on just powering through, and, and another victim with with a, uh, a well, I wouldn't say a comfortable victory, but certainly uh, a victory where they had a couple of tries space in the end. Um, the, the pickers they just keep on rolling. Yeah, that's right, mate. I thought, um, yeah, twenty-two to twelve here to the pickers. I thought that uh, Wyong could be pretty proud of this effort um, from the game there. That I think they surprised a lot of people and definitely improved from last year, which is great for them. Um, I thought Maitland as well were a little sloppy at times in this game. You um, showed some improvement in some other key stat areas, team team ones that I won't share on this platform, but encouraging for them in that sense. Um, so yeah. Uh, from, from the stats point of view, I guess we'll start off with the points. You might go from the one point this week upwards. Um, so I'm going to give uh, one point to Maitland's prop, Jaden Butterfield, who is a frequent in this section based on his hard work and his effort each week. Um, so, yeah, he was rewarded at the end of the match here with it, with the final try after um, backing up Brock Lamb on a run. Uh, considering his work rate during the match was great to see, being in the, the final bit of the game. So... He made um, 100% of his tackles. Uh, had the second most metres for Maitland with 144 at 10.3 a carry, and he won 92% of them. So um, pretty decent numbers there from Big Butterfield, and he makes an impact whenever he hits that line. Yeah, mate, and he certainly does. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. There's a lot of talk, and I know we, we harp on about this, a lot of talk about the star-studded, you know, Maitland back line or the spine with the Langbridges, O'Donnell, and obviously Brock Lamb. But... That engine room is, yeah, like the depth of it we talked about last week. It's just, yeah, it's no surprise, though, that in a grinding sort of arm wrestle close game that, that it was the forwards that dominated your points, mate. So who, who's picked up the major ones? Yeah, the forwards will be pleased with this uh, 3-2-1 today. So, yeah, number, uh, two points. We're going to go to Maitland's bench middle, um, Peter Wilson. As you mentioned, that rotation, he, he adds to that off the bench with a couple other guys. And to the middle in this match, uh, off the bench, 10 carries, 106 metres, Five tackle busts, a line break, an effective offload, and 88% of defence. So it was a toss-up for me between him and the next guy for the for the two and the three points. So really well done to Peter there. Certainly is, mate. We've, we've given him some reps the last couple of weeks and well-deserved, and he's taken it to another level. But as you said, he's been pipped by uh, one of his engine room colleagues, mate, and uh, no surprise, this man's been uh, a heavy feature since the, the inception of the Stats Man of the Year last year. Yeah, he definitely has, and pretty much a flawless performance in the way of stats for big Sam Anderson here, who's getting the three points. So it's fantastic through the middle. Uh, team high, 152 metres at 10.9 a carry, uh, 93% carry win rate, uh, six tackle buffs, no errors, no penalties, 34 tackles at 100%. So like I said, pretty pretty close to flawless performance there. 
Yeah, well, he'll certainly be looking to uh, improve on his... I think he snuck into the top 10 last year, maybe in about eighth spot or ninth spot last year. So he'll be looking to go uh, a little better than that this year and uh, manages the chalk. He's, well, I think, his first points of the year. So I would say it won't be too far between beverages for him. Let's move on to the other Saturday game uh, from the round gone in round five. And it was down to Townsend Oval and it was... The highly fancied Cessnock going down to South, mate. Um, I think that was probably a bit of a, a slight boil over for, for our tipsters. Uh, 22 points yeah, to 14. The uh, Lions getting home at home. That's right, mate. And I was here for this match as well. It was good to see a match live. So, in effect, I actually watched six games this week. Five on replay and one live. But, uh, no, yeah, so the tipsters, I think it was about 55-45 towards Cessnock. So, a close game was predicted. But South prevailed as the underdogs there and... Um, it, was a, it was an interesting game. It was in, in, in balance till the end of the match. Um, I think what made it more impressive for South, they did it without halfback Jason Keelan for nearly three quarters of the match. He was he went off with a pretty nasty cut on his head from a massive shot from Sam Adora, although it was dangerous, so I can't give it too much praise or anything. But uh, that was huge, seeing that live and on replay. Um, so, yeah, no, no good, good effort from South. Bit sloppy few errors from both sides, but they'll be really stoked with eight-point win, and I think you mentioned on the call, they're sitting pretty high on the table now, South. Yeah, they certainly are. They're up uh, up in the top five, I think uh, maybe as high as fourth at the moment, and again, with games in hand, like they're, they're one win behind Cessnock, who they took, obviously knocked off on the weekend, and have two games in hand on them, so they'd fancy their chances and you know probably consider themselves a legitimate uh, top three side at the moment, but I think you can throw a blanket over it at the moment, mate, um, You know from Cessnock they're on six points, down to Lakes on two points, and every team from third through to ninth with Lakes have one or two games in hand on Cessnock. So realistically, second to ninth is, you know, what there's one result in it. So, yeah, certainly an interesting competition. It also means that West, who are yet to break their duck, aren't far out of it. But, mate, the target's firmly on the back of those uh, men in black and white, Maitland Pickers, um, currently, and it'll be an interesting one this week when they take on Cessnock. But... Back to this game from the weekend, mate, and uh, it was a Cessnock player that picked up the one point. It was, mate, but um, we will start with the honourable mentions off the top here to appease the listeners on Lead Castle Instagram. So, <laughs> just very unlucky to miss out. Very unlucky. Probably would have got points in any other match. It was um, bench forward Jack Welsh for South. Uh, off the bench, as I said, he ran the ball 18 times for 166 metres, a line break and three tackle bust. So, um, him and Frank Paul, both honourable mentions for me in this game, but you are correct when you say, uh, uh, when you ask about the one point, we'll move on to that next. And that was, um, yeah, like I said, hard to split for me between the guys I just mentioned, but uh, Sione Nahi uh, from Cessnock, a uh, big impact off the bench there. I uh, scored a try in the first half, and I, I, also, I don't do the full stats for Cessnock, but I do note down some major ones, you know, for the purpose of this show. So he had um, a line break, five tackle busts, an offload, a ton of one carries. Uh, that's the part of the stat where you you know you find your front when tackled and or a quick play of the ball. Um, and meterage, I don't crawl, but he would have easily cracked a hundred, um, maybe close to one fifty, I'd say, based off his efforts here. So yeah, well done to Sioni. Yeah, very very strong performance. He's been a, been solid for Cessnock um, since joining them. So, mate, uh, unsurprisingly though, with uh, Souths getting the victory, it was them picking up the two and the three points. And look, he. The man picking up the two points, He's uh, he's been a welcome return to the uh, the red and white colours uh, based on a full-time base this season. And the man with the three, he's probably not someone that's been well-known to our competition before the last couple of seasons, but he's been a solid performer in terms of accruing stats man points the last couple of years. 
Yeah, correct on both, mate. So two points in this case is going to go to uh, Ryan Glanville, uh, South 5'8". Uh, he supplied two try assists uh, along with three line break assists, um, two effective offloads and a forced error in defense. So um, both of those try assists actually went to the man who won the three points, and that was South Edge Lewis Hamilton in number 11. Uh, as you mentioned, tremendous start to this season, but always has been solid for South and something on the stats for them. Uh, he bagged that double, two tries, uh, along with the two line breaks to go with him. Uh, four tackle busts, 119 metres from 13 carries, and he won all 13 of them, which was fantastic. Um, he also defended at 93%, making 25 tackles with no penalties or errors. So um, just for the listeners, like, if I don't you know, include a player here or there, um, you know, it could be because of some you know, negative stats behind the scenes or whatever, but you know, I'm not going to air those on, a, on this show. It was all about the positives and, um, you know, um, yeah, coach's permission, of course. So, yeah, that's the three, two, one for South Desnot. Mate, we'll move on to Sunday, and we're fortunate enough the sun sort of poked its head out for some of Sunday. And for those of us that were smart enough not to follow your lead, mate, and go to McDonald Jones Stadium to watch what happened there, there was some great football on offer at, at three different grounds. And uh, we might head down to the Central Coast first, and the entrance in Curry. This one was a, a bit of an arm wrestle early on, but the Tigers back to back wins now. They're starting to. Um, Really looked like a, a very improved outfit, um, and knocking off Curry by the tune of thirty-two points to four, which you know isn't to be, I guess, sniffed at after what we've seen from Curry earlier in the year. And no surprises that it's a, an entrance clean sweep across the uh, three, two, and one here. Yeah, no surprise. And yeah, like you mentioned, the entrance along with Wyong, even though they didn't win this way, both um, huge improvers and surprise packages for, for everyone I think um, and as you also mentioned yeah I hope no one listening went to that night's game because that's the last we'll talk about on this podcast <laughs> but um, yeah the entrance they, they continue to impress um, for me in this match they, they really won the ruck I was surprised how uh, speedy they were in the quick uh, quick play the balls and throughout that middle uh, in a fast paced game I thought um, Curry was always seem to be on that back foot so like you said no surprise the Tigers getting all the points so um, to start with a couple of honourable mentions, um, entrance centre Zach McKay had a line break, four offloads, nine tackle busts, but didn't get a point for me just, so it's very hard to leave him out. And um, uh, Tioni Tonga off the bench, we mentioned once or twice already, he was really sharp out of dummy half for me, but um, had two try assists, but just missed out on the point. So we'll just start with a one point first, and I'm going to give that to um, big prop off the bench, Tim Nawakatabu for the entrance. He had the two tries, two line breaks, two offloads, five tackle busts, and, you know, bloke that size, that strength. He attracted three or more in the tackle each time and often found his front. So great effort by um, Tim there, or I think you've got another nickname for him as well, mate. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few there, but no, we'll run with Nawakatabu for now, mate. So that's all right. Uh, he's a mountain of a man, and, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to be trying to stop him from short range, that's for sure. Yeah, he was dominant, mate. Whenever he got the ball, it's crashing at great, great lines, great strength. So, so well done to Tim there. Yeah, mate. And uh, as we said, a clean sweep um, and probably one of the most consistent performers for the entrance over the last couple of years, picking up the two points. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Will Pearsall, um, three try assists, two line break assists, an offload, and he directed them around the park really nicely. So another two points for Will, and he moves up our leaderboard. But he was just edged out for the three points. Um, to, uh, which uh, Matt Nelson, the centre from the entrance, got. So he scored a try. He had three line breaks, five tackle busts, and offload. And it was a big reason why they had that um, roll on uh, when he come in and did some work in the middle or, or even on the edges. He just, you know, always, well, I don't do the stats, but from 
visually, he, he won most of his carries. So, um, yeah, really well done from Matt and Will there. Mate, you did, you did miss one of Matt's stats, which he provided us with um, as an addition to your graphic. So I thought that was quite good sport by him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um got jammed once and, and body's falling apart or something. Feels like an 80-year-old, <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, no, good. Um, I, I like a bit of that. Having a bit of a laugh about that side of it. Uh, some of these boys, the um, the hits and the force they take um, after pulling the boots back on myself after a, a couple of years the other on Friday night in the other code. Uh, yeah, I certainly can imagine how they feel because they're certainly playing at a very different level to what I was, and I'm still feeling it a few days later. So, um, yeah, what these boys put their bodies through for our entertainment, mate, is uh, not to be sniffed at. No, it's tremendous, mate. The, yeah, the amount, and they all obviously have jobs on, you know, as well. So to, to do this on a weekend and train a couple of days a week, fantastic. And um, we'll just um, clarify to the listeners by other codes, you meant union and not AFL. So they don't get the wrong impression. Yeah, look, mate, I've, I've been silly enough to play pretty much any code there is. So I've, I've, I've um, dirtied my name with lots of those things. But yes, it was rugby union in Cairns, which is a story for another day as the six stitches on my forehead tell. But, uh, mate, uh, we'll move on to the next game and we'll have a look over to... We'll head over to the west of the lake and, and Lyle Peacock and it was the Bar TV Sports Tui's new match of the round. But it was all things Macquarie, this one. They blew out the West Scorpions. They sh- uh, Sorry, the West Rosellas. Um, and uh, shut them out as well. 32 to nil. It was all things green and gold out at Lyle Peacock, mate. And, um, again, unsurprisingly, with a, a result of that magnitude... Uh, it was the uh, the Scorps dominating the, uh, the the Statsman's points. Yeah, it was, mate. It was an interesting game to watch. Um, West opened the match with a kick out on the full, which, you know, sometimes sets the tone. But uh, Scorps scored after that. And, and then on West's first set with the ball, um, Ben Roost, the, the renowned hitter, just smashed the opposition forward to force an error. So it wasn't a great start for West. And, you know, it wasn't easy going for Scorps either, though. Um, as we mentioned before, they, they lost a few players throughout. They lost um, Kirkwood for most of the match, then Ben Roos and um, Jordan Noble for, for the rest of the match just after half time. So impressive there. And we'll just start with a couple honourable mentions who just missed out again. Um, Royce Jeffrey, I thought he returned to a bit of attacking form here with, or from a stats point of view anyway. 173 metres and 17 runs, four tackle busts, uh, 100% defence. And then Matt Moon as well off the bench, uh, playing some bigger minutes for those injuries. Had 31 tackles at 94% and over 100 metres. So unlucky not to get points there. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll start with uh, the one point. And it's not often I give any points to someone that's only played 40 minutes of a match. But for me, Ben Roos gets it for me with one point. Um, unbelievable effort in that 40 minutes. You'd think this was an 80-minute stat line. So he had two tries, two line break assists. Um, two huge hits to force two errors, which were key in that first half. Just a man on a mission in defense. He had three tackle busts, um, 13 tackles already when he got injured at 93%. So hope his hamstring's okay. Um, he's an enforcer for the Scorps. He certainly is. He's not a man you'd want to um, see sneaking up in your blind spot as you're taking the ball forward because he just rockets out and the shots he can put on. You have to, I reckon it's probably, um, at the moment, from what I've seen of highlights and full games, it's a, a pretty closely run thing between him and um, Big Sam Mateora for just the sheer force of the shots they put on, mate. Oh, 100%. And pound for pound, obviously, Bruce is a bit lighter. And, and then if you're going pound for pound, you've got to talk about his teammate, Baden Searle, as well, with his force and tackles. So really big hitters in this comp. And um, yeah, it just adds to the excitement of watching the games. Certainly does, mate. We like to see the highlight reel. Uh, shots. I'm glad I'm not on the on the other end of them as we talked about just before. But maybe was another man, a big body who got through a lot of work, and we touched on it in the lead up, who picked up the two points. 
Yeah, two points for me here to um, front row Campbell Shepherd from the Scorps. Yeah, due to those injuries, he had to play 80 minutes in the front row, as I'm sure Matt touched on. Huge effort, and I thought um, you know, that appropriate Anzac spirit for the round, just you know, 80 minutes in the front row is a tough ask. But not only did he play it, he produced really good numbers throughout as well. So um, 30 tackles at 97% in the middle. It was fatigue. It was incredible. Forcing an error. Um, 151 metres from a team high, 18 carries, so that was tremendous. And then you look at the effort areas um, with kick pressures, he had a team high three key kick pressures. So, you know, to chase that in, in the midst of 80-minute effort and, and two tackle busts to go on top, that was um, enough to, to give him the two points. And reading that, I like, feel bad not giving him three, to be honest. No, that's it, mate, but... Uh... An impressive showing in the middle, but who was it that managed to, to pip that um, impressive stat line with their own and take the three points? Yeah, three points for me going to Jeremy Gibson, the Scorps number six. Um, he had three try assists, three line break assists. He forced a dropout. He made 100% of his tackles, which is good for a smaller body. And another key effort area is um, support runs. that He made 11, which was the second most in the team. And he also had a key tackle on the West fullback, Witters. Uh, save a line break at the end of the first half and possibly a try. So really half metre split between him and, and Campbell Shepherd, but both deserving of, of either three or two. Yeah, it's uh, mate, unfortunately we can't give everyone three, so you've got to make those hard decisions. And that's, uh, again, mate, why you've got that, uh, that that very important title of the stats man. <laughs> that's it, mate. I thought you were going to say that's why I get paid the big bucks, the big, the big donuts. Oh, mate, I was going to say, you know, like I give you a 100% raise every week that you come on the show, so it's good of me, I think. So, But, you know, you're the stats man. You can tell me what 100% on top of zero is. Uh, <laughs> mate, we might wrap it up with the game that I was uh, fortunate enough to be on the call for Bar TV Sports. You must be starting to get sick of the sound of my voice, mate. You come on here every week and then listen to me on one of the games with Bar TV Sports. But Lakes vs Central, they, they played for the Career Cup, um, a good charity initiative between those two clubs that they do each year. And... Look, it was um, it was in the balance, and there was some impressive footy from both sides at different points. But it was central that uh, ended up running out reasonably comfortable winners in the end. And uh, again, no surprise that they've picked up the majority, but not a complete sweep of the points. And mate, there was some really good performances there. Some some young guys featuring who hadn't played a lot of first grade rugby league, certainly for Lakes. And um, but yeah, you probably had a, a good number of players you could have picked from here. Yeah, I did, mate. And, yeah, just touching on your call as well, not sick at all. I thought it was a really good call. Anyone that listened to the game, the Chris's um, player identification is, is pretty spot on. I don't know if you had a pair of binoculars on you that day, but it was pretty spot on. No, mate, no binoculars and only looking through one and a half eyes thanks to my Friday night exploits. That's even better. So hopefully you get some more gigs going forward as well. That would be great. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned a couple of... Um, you know, younger players for Lakes this game. So the reason I thought Lakes did pretty well, both their halves, um, you know, Ryan Potts has been a standout in, in not only the stat man competition, but just, you know, general football, just really come on leaps and bounds. And his half partner, Jack Kelly, were both both missing for, for Lakes. So on top of that, they also lost a couple with injuries, as you mentioned as well. Um, but yeah, we'll just give a quick honourable mention before the one point to um, Big Cameron King, the Central's prop off the bench, had a try, line break, several key, uh, uh, effective offloads and a lot of meterage up the middle. Um, but we'll move into the point now and I'm going to give it to uh, Spider Cam Anderson. Um, he had one line break, uh, three tackle busts, plenty of metres in the back and I thought quite unlucky to have a try disallowed that if we had the bunker... I think it may have been awarded to him. He wasn't too happy about it getting called off, but 
hard for the ref in that case. Uh, he was on the other side of him, and, and the touches were far away as it was under the stick. So um, aside from that, he, he did have an impact and um, enough to give him the one point for me. Yeah, mate. And if, it, if that wasn't enough, the fact that um, he managed to spend 20 minutes on the phone with me only for me to lose lose the episode last week due to some technical <laughs> issues. Um, I feel for the bloke too. He, um, t- to give Spider some credit, he was a little bit disappointed because of that. Just purely, we'd done a big chat about the um, the Central Indigenous round the week they'd done the week before, which was focused around not just the um, Indigenous Australians, but also some of their Pacific Island teammates and a few of the other different cultural groups. And he, w- he was a bit disappointed that we didn't get that rap to go to air, but we will definitely get Spider back on. He's very well spoken and, mate, I think um, he's almost as well spoken as he is um, handy on the football field, which is uh, probably a good compliment because Jesus is a good footballer. Yeah, he is, mate. Definitely. So it's nice to see a a good a good fullback in Newcastle at the moment, mate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think he's on similar money to that other bloke too, right? Uh, yeah, well, who knows what um who knows the central the funds out there, mate? Who knows? Third party payments out in the St John car park. I don't think so, but mate, uh, let's jump to the other side of the fence. The blue and gold. The uh, who was their standout for uh, in terms of stats uh, and uh, managed to pick up the two points. Yeah, as the uh, listeners would have seen on Instagram, I've made a quick graphic for Nick Glowy, who gets a two points here. I thought he was Lake's best in, in a beaten bunch. Um, 20 runs for 180 metres. That was one of the highest run counts of the, the weekend. Um, six tackle breaks, one offload, um, four meaningful kick pressures, which was a team high, and 100% of defence in the middle against a pretty big um, central pack. So, yeah, really well done to Nick there. Yeah, he's a, um, there's a reason he, uh, alongside one of his opponents on the weekend, is one of the few international rugby league players in the competition, mate. Uh, he He's very solid in what he gets done. He's just, you know, exactly what you're going to get from him. And speaking of players that are solid, but uh, I think I said it in, um, in the commentary on the weekend, mate, this guy looked dangerous every time he had the ball. He's a big physical unit. He's quick. He's just, yeah, look, he'd be terrifying to defend as, as a man, you know, opposite him in the centres because every time he just manages to get to either either shoulder and just really poke his head through the line and then he's got the big rangey arms as well. So he's probably, from what I've seen of the weekend, one of the, the strongest performers just on, on vision but obviously did well on the stats too. Yeah, he definitely did. That's um, Kai Cooper there for Central, their centre. Um, yeah, massive, massive guy but quick as well and really good positionally. Uh, he, had a, he had a couple of errors throughout, but when you get the ball that much and when you're trying to do stuff with it, with his skill set, that might happen. But he's also placed on report for lifting. But he, all those things aside, that doesn't you know take away the three points. He's just an absolute wrecking ball on attack, kind of like Talakai for the Sharks. Um, maybe not as many stats in one half, but still, it's still really good. Um, so he had the try, two line breaks, two try assists to his winger from centre, and two offloads and several, uh, seven tackle busts. So... Really impressive from Cooper there, and um, he will make a appearance in the leaderboard when we run through it shortly. He certainly will, mate. Uh, he's been a great acquisition for the Butcher Boys this year, and uh, look, it's going to be it's going to be a big job for whoever's playing right centre for the uh, the opponent. Have I got that right? Have I gone the wrong way around there? But the he's op- yeah. opposite centre. Um, he was running. Yeah, so right centre for his opponents because he is just an absolute handful, and uh, yeah, he gave. Uh, as you said, two tries for Mao Utah, and Mao had uh, all day once he got those ball because, yeah, just every time you needed to send two and three men in on, on Kaya. So great pickup for them, and uh, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, a really good performance. A bloke, and I, I know you probably don't have any stats for this bloke, but it was someone that I just did want to give a quick mention to as we went through the games, mate. Uh, 
Lachlan O'Brien, who's a bench utility, plays a bit through the middle for Central, and then when Tim Christie went off, went under the wing, and Lakes tried to pressure him with some high kicks and some different other things, and did not miss a beat on the wing. And I just, I have so much just admiration for anyone that that can go from the middle to the wing so adeptly and just you know so versatile. It's it's not an easy game to specialise in one position, let alone to perform at this level in multiple. Yeah, no, I saw that as well. Um, I think he was wearing fourteen, wasn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah, he came on and, yeah, like you said, pretty faultless effort there. Yeah, don't do not do the in-depth stats for Central, but, um, yeah, yeah, credit where credit's due in that sense, definitely. All right, let's jump on to the leaderboard, mate. Um, I just... We'll have a look through and we'll run through. Might run through and I'll, I might uh, I might start with the uh, the fours and fives, mates, and you can do the... Uh, you can reel out the top three if you like. Yeah, that sounds good, mate. And I just did some little digging into that matchup, that juicy matchup you're talking about, whoever's going against Kai Cooper. And they play the entrance next week, so I thought, oh, that might be um, Matt Nelson, the, the centre we highlighted before. But I'm pretty sure he's left two, which means um, Zachary McKay or Mackay. Sorry if I get the last name wrong. That should be a tremendous matchup because he is a big centre as well. He was the one that had nine tackle busts, I think, uh, last week. So that's going to be one to watch there. Anyone going to that game? Certainly, we'll get down to Edzak Oval and check that out. That'll be a, a great battle, and uh, both of them be testing each other. So, looking forward to that. The other centre matchup there, Alexander, um, up against um, Matt Nelson. Matt Nelson had a mental blank there. Thank you. Will also be a cracker too. Two two good centre pairings there. So, we're actually pretty blessed at the moment with the competition with the centre pairings. So, uh, plenty of big matchups throughout the uh, coming rounds. But let's have a look here. We'll we'll roll off, and it, it works out very nicely, mate. That it is a top ten. So, um, we've got. Four players in equal seventh place on four points. So we've got Will Pearsall from the entrance, Ryan Potts from Lakes, Billy Gilbert from Curry, and Baden Searle from the Scorps. We've then got three players in equal fourth on five points. Uh, Dan Langbridge from Maitland. Our previous leader, Luke Sharp from Wyong. Uh, and then also Nick Glowey from Lakes is creeping his way up, mate. But uh, the top three is three standouts from their clubs, respectively, that are, that are really starting to dominate that leaderboard. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, yeah, in uh, third place currently, we have Lewis Hamilton, who doubled his points tally. now on six, so a little head of the field you just mentioned. Uh, in second place, James Bradley, who was the leader last week uh, from Maitland. He's on seven, but considering he missed a game. I know Maitland have played five, so it kind of eases it out, to be honest, but I'm sure he'll be there when, when, when it's all said and done. He's on seven points. And um, Kaya Cooper, who we just mentioned, has taken the lead on eight points to Central, so... Um, yeah, exciting times. Like we said, 40 players plus have notched a point, and I'm sure many more will before the season's out. Yeah, it's great to see, mate. Um, you know, there's a, all the clubs are, are well represented because of how close the competition is. Um, yeah, certainly plenty of players that are racking up those points, as you say, and, you know, guys like Lewis Hamilton making a charge. And it's interesting because, as you say, James Bradley in second, uh, he's got five games of his name, um, as does Dan Langbridge, who's in equal fourth. But then you have a look at someone okay. like someone like Lewis Hamilton. His side's only played three games, and he's only two points off the lead. So he could be a, a real smoky at the moment, mate. Uh, might be some value there on uh, on League Castle bet. Yeah, there might be, mate. It's um it's tough to keep track of yeah which club played how many games, and then a couple of players sit out here and there. But yeah, we'll, we'll get it all sorted by the end of the season with the catch up rounds as well. We certainly will, mate. We've got we've got um, preparations for everything as we showed last year with COVID. We'll find a way to even it out and balance the ledger. So. Mate, um, again, a big thank you to you, mate, uh, not only for the stats and all, all the info that you're providing, but I know certainly 
our fans are getting so much value from the Instagram since you've been well, since, since you've basically taken the wheel of that. I, I chime in every now and then with a generally a bit of a cheeky comment to one of the messages or something like that. But all that content and work that's going on there is you. Um, we are trying to get as much as we can up there. We're also putting some stuff on Facebook with some scores and different things as well, just so that you've got your different avenues to keep up to date. And at the end of the day, if there's you know things going on in the local comp, then let us know because we're happy to give things a plug and you know also happy to engage in a conversation about you know why someone didn't get um, highlighted in a, in a graphic or why someone did or any of those things. You know, at the end of the day, Josh and I are um, just happy to chat footy, mate, aren't we? That's it, mate. Happy to chat footy. Um, love this competition. Very storied comp with the clubs as well. And, yeah, no, it's fantastic. and glad to be a part of it, I guess. And, um, yeah, any players that don't have your in-depth stats, Pesty, coach, I could probably take on maybe another one. And then um, also pester your local uh, cameraman as well because there's not many pictures of some clubs going around. It makes graphics hard to do. So more exposure, the better for this great competition. Yep, and if you are one of those photographers, feel free to tag us um, if you're okay for us to use your photos of the players because Josh will make sure to give the credit where credit's due. We're, we're not here about uh, – we're certainly not here about spinning a buck, that's for sure, Josh. It's all about just getting some more coverage to the footy as most of the great photographers are out there. And, yeah, happy to make sure that you get the, the credit for your great photography. And we are fortunate to have quite a lot of them um, around, the, around the competition, mate, uh, at the moment that cover a lot of our first-grade footy. Oh, we definitely are as well. I, I just connected with um, Neil Zanardi from South as well, basically taking a lot of great photos from, from the Lions games, which have been great too. So, yeah, every, uh, clubs seem to know some people, but if, if your club doesn't, yeah, definitely, you know, inquire about it because, you know, more pictures is, is good for good for fans, but also good for yourself, your Instagram. So get, get around it. Yeah, and we, we will not use your photos, Tim Christie, that have been taken in the bathroom mirror, just to be clear. <laughs> But, mate, uh, yeah, thank you again, mate. Uh, really appreciate everything you're contributing. Thank you to all the guys that, are, that have got engaged with our content too. We love it. We, um, Josh and I always talk off air about how chuffed we are that, you know, the players take time to, to note what we're doing and, and we hope that you guys are getting value from it. If there's other things that you see value in or that you think we can do to, to shed some more light on the competition or other people that want to get engaged in the show, then make sure you reach out as well. And, of course, you can find us, LeadcastleAU on, on Instagram and Twitter, LeadcastleAUS on Facebook, um, or just reach out to myself or Josh through our personal um, social medias. We're always happy to have a chat. And, um, yeah, if you want to get on the show or get involved, then we're happy to do that as well. But, um, yeah, thank you, Josh. Uh, mate, enjoy your footy this weekend. Are we going to see you at a ground this weekend or are you back in the uh, the big smoke? Um, I'm trying to get down or up again, rather. I'd like to go to the um, see the Maitland test knock on this week up in Maitland and then go to Newcastle and get thoroughly depressed with a 90-point victory for the Storm against the Knights, probably, based on the Warriors game. Jeez. Yeah, well, yeah, based on the Warriors game and, and your game, mate, um, yeah, I would, I would think my projection's about yeah, 54 points over 72 minutes a night to lead 2-0 after 8, so... Yeah, you, you extrapolate that out, mate, and it, it works out to about ninety. You're right. So about ninety to two should be should be good, and maybe a salty field goal just to, to add another wound. So maybe ninety one to two. That, that'd pay all right on the correct score market. Can you imagine the reaction if if we actually take two points to open the match again against the Storm? <laughs> to, to be to be fair, it's probably the right decision though, because you might not get any others. <laughs> but. I guess. Yeah, people in glass houses, though, mate. I don't think the way the Raiders are playing, I don't think we got into, into Penrith's half, basically, in the second half last week. So, uh, yeah, certainly certainly not going to throw too many stones. We'll be joining the Bulldogs down the bottom of our two sides in the not-too-distant future if we're not already there. 
Mm, sad times, mate, but I'm sure a lot of listeners here follow other clubs, so congrats to those guys. But, um, yeah, disappointing times for the players we both have on our rosters, I guess. It is, mate. It's, it's, the good news is it's only up from here, basically. But anyway, that's enough about that, mate. A big thank you again. I look forward to hopefully crossing paths with you around at the footy in the next next few weeks, mate, when you're up and about. And, uh, yeah, it's something that most of our listeners probably don't know is that we, we're yet to cross paths face-to-face, mate. We've just been suckers for the phone and, and getting on the podcast, so that would be really good to uh, to have that chat face-to-face. But, again, thank you. Thank you to everyone tuning in, and uh, we look forward to catching you around the grounds or, or talking to you via the social media channels. Yeah, definitely, mate. Thanks very much, Chris. And yeah, that was obviously due to COVID as well, unfortunately. But yeah, we'll get it done. And um, and yeah, looking forward to that and getting to a game. Hopefully, I hope all the fans get to at least one game soon. Well, that brings us to a close for another episode of League Castle. A big thanks again to our regular contributor, Josh Spiegelman, for all of his stats. As we said in that um, catch-up, make sure if you are wanting to get your stats and your club is not already doing it, then uh, time to start pestering those coaches and uh, committees to uh, throw some funds behind it. It is pretty economical and, uh, look, uh, Josh is already doing it for five. He said he's probably got capacity for maybe one more, so there is an opportunity there. But, um, yeah, those clubs that do engage it are really getting some value out of it. Again, thank you as well to Matt Roach, some really good insight to the Scorps and, and his thoughts on the competition at the moment. It is such an even competition, that Denton Engineering Cup at the moment, and, and uh, on any given weekend, as we've seen, our tipsters are having real trouble picking the majority of the games. Uh, so it's uh, it's great to see the competition so competitive. Again, make sure to give us a follow on League Castle on Facebook at League Castle AUS, on Instagram and Twitter, League Castle AU. Uh, and, of course, if there is any commercial entities out there looking to get involved with a bit of sponsorship and getting their brand out in the local rugby league community, Reach out to myself either directly, Chris McPherson, on social media or alternatively via the show's Instagram or Facebook and we'll be more than happy to have a chat with you around what we can do uh, in terms of putting something reasonably attractive and beneficial to both uh, our show and yourself together. And finally, the um, outstanding matter with the unofficial mascot naming competition for Patterson River. Um, We have a handful of nominations. I think we've got about four or five at the moment. Uh, So we will close that off before next week's show and we will look to then make an announcement either next week or the week after. Going to try and engage with Patterson River to see if they'd likely be involved in that. But again, shoot through any suggestions, um, humorous, serious or otherwise. But again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your rugby league this weekend. There's plenty of cracking action across the grounds, hopefully some better weather. uh, And hopefully we'll see you around the grounds during 2022. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to League Newcastle. Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.